When I was a little girl, my grandmother would start her day at the kitchen table with a cup of coffee. And when I would wake up, I would join her at that table and we would talk, we would laugh, and I would listen and I would learn. Sometimes she would talk to her girlfriends and I would soak it all in. They talked about life, they talked about love, but mostly she talked about being ferociously her, being her authentic self in a world that didn't always accept who she was, how she was, or that she was. But she didn't let that stop her. She made shift happen anyway. My granny's not with us anymore, but that doesn't mean the laughing and the learning has to stop. Join me, ladies and gentlemen, at my kitchen table, and let's keep talking shift. You're listening to Talking Shift, the podcast, with your host, Marissa Q. Payne. Talking Shift is a trademarked production of Marissa Q. Payne International, your source for coaching and consulting when you need a major shift in life or leadership. Have bag, we'll travel. <laughs> for more information, visit marissacupain.com. Get you some good friends when you're going through your shift. That's the message here. For now, listen, learn, and laugh with your host, Marissa Q. Payne. Emphasis on at the moment. Hey, family, welcome back to Talking Shift, the podcast. I am, of course, your favorite host, Marissa Q. Payne. Listen, my heart um, loves to be disruptive to things that are harmful to us, to things that people carry judgment about that they shouldn't that that they shouldn't carry judgment about things that are normal, things that are um, people's, you know, everyday experience um, that tend to um, carry shame with them or guilt that people, you know, end up regretting and um, that are necessary in our lives. Things like divorce, for example, which is why I speak about mine so openly, um, you know, things like, you know, breakups and hardships, um, abuse, just the, the stigma around mental health. Um, those are the kinds of things that I love talking about here in the SHIFT uh, community because it's necessary. And I, I hate people feeling like um, they can't come out and can't you know, speak their truth and live their truth um, when they are going through, when I know it's normal, when I know that um, it's happening on an everyday basis. And I am so excited um, about our guest today, who is a super shero as far as I'm concerned, because she and I are going to talk um, about one of those shifts, um, Brittany Harris. Um, you know, you come across people. I, I don't always know my guests personally, um, but generally speaking, I have encountered them. And Brittany Marie Harris, I, I do know, and I um, lightly, because I have encountered her. We have shared business space a few times. But what I love about encountering people 
is that you get to know energy and our her energy <laughs> brings me so much joy. Like her spirit is um, just lights up a room. Her smile lights up a room. Her heart <laughs> lights up every room that she encounters. She is, um, Brittany, how many years young are you? I am 32 years young. 32 years young. She is young, honey. That's young for me. And <laughs> she is taking the world by storm. She is um, an entrepreneur. She's a fierce speaker. Um, I see her actively involved um, in her sorority, which happens to not be the sorority that I chose to join, but I still got love for them. <laughs> mm -hmm. But she's a passionate speaker dedicated to helping women confront their fears and insecurities to leap into their personal and professional goals. Um, as a passionate authority on self-empowerment and strategy, she's committed to eradicating self-limiting beliefs and shame while being courageous. We are going to talk uh, women's health, women's right, and some courageous decisions Brittany has made in her own life. Welcome to the Talking Shift stage, Brittany Marie Harris. Hi, Queen. Thank you so much. Listen, I was holding back my tears. Thank you so much for all of that. It is such an honor to to share space with you. Like Aww. queens recognize queens. Good energy recognizes great energy. So mm. I'm I'm so grateful to be here with you. I'm so happy. Um, so yeah, let's just, I don't know why you're crying. You could tell us why you would be crying already. I'd love to hear that. But funny story. So um I, Brittany and I were together earlier this year after I was um, coming back from a vacation and uh, she's in the Florida area. So I was like, oh, hey, let's get together. And she told me that she had an interest in being on answering and being on the podcast. And she was nervous. Don't know. You got to explain that. <laughs> but instead, she wound up on another platform for Sarah Jakes Roberts. So she ended up making her reveal on a platform that was like, you know, one could argue was much larger than mine uh, at the moment. <laughs> Which I thought was awesome. But I was like, but you know, you still have to come back, right? <laughs> right. But you go ahead and tell the story in your own way. Yeah. So I saw that you had posted about the podcast coming and you were doing it. And I was like, oh, my God, I have been praying. I mm. promise you, I have been praying God reveal to me the perfect opportunity at the right time with the right person when I should share because I knew that it was I knew that I was close like I knew that it was time yeah. I just knew yeah. that the positioning of it had to be right and then out pops talk and shift the podcast <laughs> and I kept putting it off because I was afraid but yeah. I like I was going through my notes today and I saw everything that I had already written I saw all the information I had the link saved because it was my intention and then um the, the Sarah thing came up and it was just on a whim. And I think yeah. I submitted to that because I didn't actually believe that I was going to get it just to validate oh. my fear of, no, don't share that. So doing that was kind of a, it was almost a trick. Like, who am I, right, to trick God? Mm. I was like, yeah, if you want me to share this, let this happen. Not actually believing oh he was going to let it happen. I felt like your podcast was more real. Mm. it was more real, which made it scarier. 
Whereas wow. with being on a national platform, they're not going to pick me like, no. Yeah. And so when it happened, I was like, oh, God, I was just playing. Ha <laughs> ha. Jokes on you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So did that. And then I still knew that I could hide, though, because they don't mm -hmm. know me. They, they're not going to dig. They're only going to be satisfied with whatever I share because they'll know that is truth. Um, wow. So when I met with you and I mentioned it to you, I was like, okay, just put it out there, put it in the atmosphere, see what happens. And here we are. So I'm happy to be here finally. <laughs> and I'm so happy you got that stage because, you know, you deserve it and the story deserves it. And one of the things I had questions for you, right, mm -hmm. about because um, I saw it, the promo and I was so proud and sharing. And I was like, but I got some more questions. There were some things I missed in that story. Right. Yeah. And so we get to dig into it in a in a in the talking shift way. And I'm so excited. Um, so what was the story? You know, usually I ask and start with one question mm -hmm. <laughs> of our guests and we we go where that question takes us. And the question is, what has been the most um, transformational shift uh, in your life? Um, and I think that the story that you need to tell uh, will get us to where we need to go. Tell mm -hmm. me, what's, what's been the biggest, most transformational shift uh, in your life? And, and, and where has it, where, where are you then? And where has it taken and brought you to now? Mm -hmm. So the, the most transformational shift for sure has been gaining the courage to push past shame and share my abortion and share it publicly. Mm. So it's something yeah. that when I was in college, I was young and I was afraid. I was so afraid. And I just knew it was going to be one of those things that I, you know, take to the grave. Like nobody has to know. Yeah. Um, went to therapy beyond that. What's the purpose? But I just felt like it was time. I felt like mm. it was time because there were so many things locked up in that story that I knew mm -hmm. gaining the courage to share it would be not only beneficial to me, but other women who would hear it. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. a part of the shame wasn't even my own shame. Mm -hmm. It was shame that was put on me by other people that I knew and loved and respected. It was put on me by, you know, my upbringing in the church and um, not to say that I am against it. It just, mm -hmm. it contributed to number one, my decision to even have an abortion, but then the silence that came as yeah. a result of it, right? Like you keep it on the low. Nobody can know. Um, God is not pleased with that. You don't want people to judge you and call you names and this and this and that. And I was young. Yeah. So I was yeah. extremely vulnerable at that place. And so fast forward to today, I had a moment where I was like, Brittany, you are an adult. You have worked through it. It does not matter because the yeah. same God, right, that people would say disapproves is the same God that is also forgiven. Yeah. Wow. And I can't have one and without the other. Exactly. Yeah. So you were there was a part of you that had a something that you didn't have to tell anybody, right? Mm -hmm. People would say, that's your business. It's nobody else's business. What was it that you you think was, um, that made you want to even bring this up and begin talking about it? Because for me, 
I wish that I had other women around me who were talking about their stories. Mm. I felt mm-hmm. alone. I felt mm. like, why do I have to be silent? Like it was almost kind of an act of, um, what's the word am I looking for? Resistance in a way of like, why do I have to be silent? Why does everybody else get to stand in whatever truths that they have? But for me, it is the opposite. And it was causing me so much internal uh, turmoil because I was yeah. telling an incomplete story. So even in my oh business, my gosh. even when I would be you know, working with women and on stages, I had to be very careful. I felt like I was almost not being honest. Right. I was Mm -hmm. telling a part of the truth, but it was not complete. It was a it was truly an incomplete story, which I felt was now affecting my ability to do business with integrity. Wow. Oh, that's so good. It's true, but it's incomplete. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. You know, when you're when your brand and your values, there was misalignment. Mm -hmm. Right. You're showing up as one thing, but you didn't want to be. Um, misrepresenting, right? Mm-hmm. Especially when you work with women. And this is a, it's a women's issue, you know? It's a it's a women's issue that, um, and not even so much about the abortion so much, it's the shame, mm-hmm. right? That wasn't yours, that didn't belong to you, right? It's the, like you said, it was church culture, It was judgment from other people that had nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. But in so doing that silence and the suppression of it, you walking around owning something that wasn't even yours and your way to come through that was to begin to give it voice to to take the power away from it is what I'm hearing. Absolutely. And a part of my business is courage. I'm encouraging women to be courageous and take their leaps, yet I am operating in fear. Mm. And so I was misrepresenting myself oftentimes because I wasn't doing the thing that here I am telling other women they should be doing. So I felt like a hypocrite. I felt like I was operating, like I said, in dishonesty, um, not being aligned. And a few years ago, there was an event that I was asked to speak about and I would never forget my intention was to share this because it went with the theme. It was perfect. And I was truly okay with doing that. And I remember I was talking mm-hmm. to some people and I would never forget this. They said, you know, nobody's, there may be what one other woman and it's like, you're expecting a Tyler Perry moment, <laughs> a Tyler Perry wow. moment. And so I carried that for years wow. because I felt like, am I being dramatic? Oh my! Am goodness. I expecting this like altar call when I share this? Are women going to just fall out on the floor and start crying? I begin to get in my head about it because the Tyler Perry moment comment. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? It's funny to me. I'm like one other woman. That's hilarious. Correct. <laughs> correct let's just go there you know hurt people hurt people and I'm like she's definitely one of the women I'm no shade that's what I'm thinking one in four so oh my goodness I'm like one of the many ma'am get your facts together like seriously um and and that's the thing like it is it is courageous right especially when you come from a religious 
culture or it doesn't even have to be religion, but there are cultures that are shame cultures, right? Mm -hmm. That are hush cultures. Um, Religion and honestly, black community culture Mm -hmm. have, we have a tendency to evoke shame on a lot of things, you know? So, um, and to, you know, the shift movement is all about unlearning and disrupting things that don't serve us anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, shame is one of those emotions that has harmed us, you know? And I, I'm intrigued at something that you said. You said, I knew that I was ready. I knew that it was time. And I do think that that's important um, because there's, there's one, there's a difference between just being kind of coming from, um, you know, I, um, and a, a master storyteller, Andy Enriquez, who I have a lot of respect for, talks mm-hmm. about being in your story and being on your story, the difference between the two, you know. So when you're in your story, you're actually not yet healed. You're still in the shame. You're still in the guilt. And when you tell it, people can tell, right? Mm-hmm. You're still kind of bleeding all over your audience versus when you're on your story, you are now kind of in hindsight and you can pull the lessons from it um, and share, you know, the learnings versus um, still being harmed Mm -hmm. by it. Um, And so that's what came to mind for me when you said, I knew it was time and I was ready. What did that mean to you? Why did you say that? I was no longer going to allow myself to stay in that fear Right. Mm-hmm. I believe in audacity. I think it's OK mm-hmm. to be fearful. That's life. Right. Like fear is a primitive response that keeps us safe. But mm-hmm. being courageous, in my opinion, is not necessarily the absence of fear. It really is just the presence of audacity. And for me, that felt mm-hmm. like and looked like sharing, because if I can talk about me going to China and being courageous, if I can talk about leaving a relationship that was harmful and being courageous, if I can tell all of these other stories, why should this one be the exception? Yeah. And it's not. It's not. Courage is the presence of, it's not the absence of fear, it's the presence of audacity is Mm -hmm. one of my favorite words. Audacity is one of my favorite words. In the world, and that's what it's about. It's the audacity to um, to still love yourself, right? To um, show up authentically and not care, right? Um, not and not so much that you don't care in the spirit of you know meanness, but not be moved or shifted because of the judgment of mm-hmm. other people. Because ultimately, we know that when people judge, it really doesn't have anything to do with us. Right. It's more about them <laughs> anyway, you know. And so I think that that's one of the, um, you know, realizations that's necessary to help people actually make those shifts is that all of the fear and the shame, all, all of that's coming from low vibration, um, negative thoughts that just aren't true, mm-hmm. right? They just, it's just not true. <laughs> Absolutely. And when you recognize what you're really dealing with and you lean into the, what's the worst that can happen, that's where liberty is. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 
I had to accept through the years, and this is what really allowed me to just go full force, even in the presence of a little bit of fear, was understanding and truly accepting that perfection doesn't exist, right? Mm. And then also grace can meet me wherever I am. So anything that anyone will say to me about me, it doesn't matter because I'm not striving to be perfect and I'm not striving to be um, in anybody's good graces, right? When we go back to God, God is a forgiving God in the story. That's literally where the story ends. And I understand it's I oversimplified it and it doesn't always feel that simple. But the reality is that it is. The reality is that it is. So how are you feeling on the other side of now beginning to talk openly and freely about the totality Mm -hmm. of your story? I feel unstoppable. Yeah, like (laughs) it's this quote by Brene Brown. I absolutely love it. She says, shame needs three things to grow. Secrecy, silence and judgment. And when you are able to share your truth, the hardest truth, nobody can hold anything over you. When you are willing to accept it and work through it and stand in it as long as you need to, but, you know, ultimately do the work and own it, it feels like I I unlocked a new level, if you will. The level Mm. that I was playing at that I thought was, you know, good for where I was. I was like, oh, that was beautiful. That was cute almost. That was cute. Yeah, that was so cute. Like now I feel like I am I am the true embodiment of what I've been talking about because it's been on my heart to share for at least the last 5 years, 6 years. Wow. And to finally do wow. it, I'm like it's only going up from here. It's only going to get better. You better make shift happen, girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Secrecy, silence, and judgment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shame keeps Man. us stuck. It keeps us stuck. And I, you know, I realized as well that it wasn't just the abortion or like in my personal life, it literally affected me in so many other ways that Mm. I carried. Like I thought Mm. it was just this one isolated part of me or part of my story, Mm -hmm. but it translated to so many other things that I, I walked with that shame over me, how I did Mm -hmm. relationships, how I did business, all of the things it, it was operating from a place of shame and fear and mm-hmm. this idea that I had to be perfect so I would wouldn't get anything done because it wasn't 100%. You know? Wow. What why do you think I think we are humans, people, church community in mm-hmm. general, religious people like I said are selective in what they judge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why do you, do you have thoughts about why abortion, <laughs> why, um, why, we, why we're so selective about mm-hmm. the things that 
we choose to be judgmental about? I think it just speaks to human nature. It's easy to condemn what you don't struggle with. It's easy to mm-hmm. condemn what's not your story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good way to redirect away from yourself and onto other people. So as long as I'm mm-hmm. focused on you and what's bad for you, it makes my stuff right. more more acceptable. My stuff is not as it's bad. It's so hypocritical. Right. My stuff is not as bad or as heavy because you had an abortion. It's human nature. I'm like, you, you may be abusing. There's child. I mean, it's so many things mm-hmm. that can be judged, right? I say love more, judge less. And the thing, I think that people put a narrative on it and a story, right? Mm-hmm. And what we know is that there are so many reasons, circumstances, conditions for Mm -hmm. which people may choose um, that as a choice and an option for them, every age, race, color, creed, stage, social, economic. That becomes a choice for women, for couples, married, single. Um, I mean, there's so many wide ranging reasons Mm -hmm that is none of people's business, Mm -hmm. not their reality. But I think people put a stigma, right? It's so convenient to put a stigma on it. And like I said, it's usually an often a a diversion from their own issues. Absolutely. Um, And I think the more we talk and lift that can or, you know, just lift the veil off of it, at least that's my mission. Um, it frees the next person from having to experience just a little bit less of that shame. Mm-hmm. You know, you went more than a decade, you know, carrying that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and for what? For what? <laughs> and for what? So, so what message do you have for the woman um, who, and 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 of course. I'm a little, you know, passionate about women's health and reproductive rights. But what what message do you have for the woman who now, you know, has to add to the challenge, may have political, you know, challenges in different states and um, other issues, but that is wrestling as you were wrestling. Um, what What message do you have for her now? That's a good question. I often say that I did the best with what I had and with what I knew. And the only thing that I have for any woman who's wrestling with anything is do the best that you have. Do the best that you can with what you have. Do the Mm -hmm. absolute best that you can with what you have, however that looks for you. Mm. However that looks for you. Again, it's, it's so easy. It's so easy to tell women what they should do, how they should respond. But something that I learned that has helped me also to operate in more love is you, you never know until you know. You never know Ooh. what you will do, how you will respond until you are in a situation, whatever, however that looks. And so I will always encourage anyone to do the absolute best 
with what you have, where you are, mm-hmm. because that's all you can do. Mm-hmm. That's all you can do. Silence the voices around you and find your own. Your voice may sound different from somebody else's, but it's the voice that matters. It's the voice that you should follow. And, yeah. you know, I am a woman of faith. I'm very uh, big on my faith and my beliefs. And, you know, I, I, I believe that God will cover you and grace can meet you wherever you are through whatever season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you made the right decision for you? I do. Mm-hmm. I, I, I made the right decision for me, for where I was in life. Absolutely. I did my absolute best with what I had. And I am oh. so okay with that. And I would do it again. You hear me? <laughs> and I would do it again. That's, that's a girl. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that's when I talk openly, I'm very clear that whether it's an abortion or not, whether it's a divorce, whatever Amen. it looks like for you, whatever your leap However, yeah. it look le- however it looks for you, um, stand in it. Yeah, stand in it. You, it's your truth, mm-hmm. and you don't need. Per- it's your truth. You, we get one life to live, just one. Mm-hmm. And if we could give people the grace, like you said, that we are all in this human existence doing the best we can with the one life we have. Y'all, love more, Mm -hmm. judge less. Know that we are all doing the very best we can with the one life that we have. If we showed up to humanity with that um, attitude and spirit, (laughs) you know, um, man, it would just make it easier for us to coexist Mm -hmm. in the world. Just trust that your sister, your brother is making the best decision for what they are wrestling with. We never have a full picture of what's going on. So just trust Mm -hmm. that they're doing the best they can, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and love them. And that's not to excuse. Yeah. Love them through it. You know, things like, you know, abuse and things of that nature. And even in those circumstances, often the aggressor are do they're still doing the best that they know Mm -hmm. that doesn't excuse that we have to get people out of dangerous environments um, for sure. But man, you, we could make it easier on each other if we just give people grace (laughs) literally and, and trust that just like you, they doing the best they can with what they have. They can. They're doing their absolute best. And <laughs> whoever is listening to this, you you did your best with what you had. And you're still doing your best. And it's so important that we not allow judgment, shame, the critics um, to keep us from operating fully where God has us. And where he's taking us. And that's what us. courage is. Yeah. I love what you said. You know, because it's not it's not easy. It's not easy because we don't live in a world that's like that yet. Absolutely. Right. So how what advice do you have for people in the meantime <laughs> for how to walk in courage? Because like you said, that fear, 
um, sometimes the fear is real. Mm -hmm. People will judge you. They will. Right. People will give you bad advice and say, oh, what you think is going to be a Tyler Perry moment? Mm -hmm. You know, they will um, shame you. But we're talking about being courageous anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you do that? How did you get to that place where you could love yourself in the mirror, show up, speak your truth and keep going mm -hmm. despite the critics? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I called in reinforcement. So Ooh. one was a therapist to mm -hmm. talk me through this, walk me through this. So I could have a space that was non-judgmental to just feel everything that I needed to feel and not be in a rush mm -hmm. to get over it, but to really work through it. Um, it's also a safe space with like my peers or my friends. I had one person who is incredible in my life, like incredible, a sister friend who knew my story and I would sometimes be like, okay, hey, I just need it. I just need to get something off my chest. Okay, no judgment. And she would hold space for me, right? And she would encourage yeah. me. She would uplift me. And again, I mentioned my faith. I really begin to understand the character of God and how mm. I had painted him in a different light and how I allowed myself to believe that he was just this angry God who hated us, who would never bless us. Like once you mess up, that's the end. That's it. I, I believe that. So that was mm -hmm. a large part of the journey, really getting clear because that's my faith, right? Um, and just continuing to do the work. And then I had yeah. to realize, listen, the people who are saying these things to me, They have the same stories. They're just not talking about them. They do. <laughs> yeah, they're just not talking about them. And I also had to give them grace because I understand why you're telling me to be quiet because somebody told you to be quiet. Somebody silenced your voice and now you think that's normal. So yeah. feel what you need to feel. Focus on the goal. What is it that you're trying to do? And make a plan. Surround yourself with people who love you, who will uplift you, who will not make you feel like you are worthless. Yeah. So find good community. Chew the meat and spit out the bones, my grandma would say. <laughs> Period. Because it's, it's going to be there and, and take the good and get rid of the other stuff mm -hmm. and dust your shoulders off and keep it moving. I love it. That's all you can do. You have been such a blessing. You have been such a blessing to us. Um, I, I believe that there are great stages for you. I love that you were like the, you know, the it's, you know, innumerable what's available to me now. Mm -hmm. um, the world is open and I'm I'm excited to be a part and to watch it. I'm going to be right there like, I know her, I know Period. her. You're going to be backstage <laughs> with me in the green room. <laughs> And will where can the people connect with you? Because um, I know I know they will, mm -hmm. and I know that there will be um, tons that want to and tons that want you on their stage. Um, tell us how to reach you. Yes, you can reach me through my website, which is brittanyharris.com. Brittany is spelled like Britney Spears, and also my social media <laughs> is uh, the at sign B Empowered in the number two. So 
the letter B, the letter M, powered with the D at the end and the number two. And I just look forward to meeting y'all, connecting. I love to meet other people who are on this same journey, right, of just wanting to push past shame and um, just take their leap. And I am available as a resource to coach you through that. So I look forward to it. I love it. Thank you so much for having the audacity to tell your story. We feel, I feel uh, more courageous to keep pushing in my own journey. Love you, girl. I love you. Thank you for creating the space for us. You've been listening to Talking Shift, the podcast with your host, Marissa Q. Payne. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend, like or subscribe for future episodes and leave us a review. Talking Shift is a trademark production of Marissa Q. Payne International, your source for coaching and consulting when you need a major shift in life or leadership. For more information, visit MarissaQPayne.com or follow us in social spaces at Marissa Q. Payne.